You know, I recalled as a kid growing up on the words, no man is an island, no man stands alone. Each man's joy is joy to me. Each man's grief is my own. We need one another, so I will defend. Each man as my brother, each man as my friend. When I help my brother, then I know that I plant the seed of friendship that will never die. Now, I was young in the game back then, but as I got older and a little wiser, the significance of those words began to emerge. I have since discovered this one truth, that absolutely everything that occurs in our lives, be it good or bad, is constructed within the confines of relationships. Take a minute to think about this. Your greatest achievements, even your failures, were hinged on the intersection of one or more relational dynamics, the ever-present dynamic that involves you with yourself and you with at least one other person. Whether the relationships were superficial and in passing or they were deep and intimate, you could not and did not arrive at your current location and disposition without their influence. This absolute is by design, starting with the master designer himself at the genesis of life. With all hands on deck, the triune God comprising God the Father, God the Word, and God the Holy Spirit took a planet that was dark, without form, empty, and chaotic, and brought to light substance, order, and creation to it, topping it off with his masterpiece dubbed Mankind. God expressed his thoughts, what he envisioned for earth through the spoken word, and the Holy Spirit immediately moved upon that word. It is still the pattern he uses today, a pattern that he has given to us to use, that is calling those things that are not as though they were until they become exactly what we see in the images of our mind. Throughout history, the master designer has used this relationship of the triune to drive his purposes in the universe, and he has and continues to use his partnership with mankind to facilitate his will in the earth. Every time we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. He leverages the relationship he has with us as we leverage the relationship we have with him to make things happen. Relationship is everything. There's extensive talk concerning relationships gone wrong. Marriages falling apart, families imploding, BFF splitting, pastors failing their congregations, politicians defrauding their constituents, and the list goes on and on and on. But today, I would like to weigh in on the matter with my two cents. But how about we put a spin on it instead to talk about relationships gone right? You have tuned in to this week's segment of the Building According to Pattern podcast series. And before we kick things off, I want to extend a very, very special welcome to you. 
This is the spot where you will find fresh fodder for the fuel that you need to keep your journey going. So whether you're looking for an answer or answers, a sense of direction, instructions for accurate and successful living, steps to discover who you are and the vision for your life, strategies for making life work, navigating the seasons of life, you name it. I am absolutely sure the gold mine that you're looking for is right here. If you happen to stumble upon this podcast or you are a frequent listener, let me remind you that the list of archived messages are at your fingertip with over 40 segments posted since September of 2013. So as soon as you get through listening to this latest segment, why not hop on over to my podcast page if you're not there just yet and feel free to scroll through the archived messages at your own leisure. Visit as often as you'd like. Listen to as many of the messages as you like, as often as you like. And I believe that something will change in your life because it is your season. That address is batplc.podbean.com. Look out for the videos that are also posted at the bottom of the page. I took the liberty of sharing some of these presentations with you in lieu of a regular podcast segment for that particular week that's mentioned. So not only are you getting an opportunity to hear my voice, but you now have the opportunity to see me in action. And my most recent segment featured a presentation that I gave to a group of business women at the recent Icon Women Empowerment Conference and Expo that was held in Miami um, in April of this year. And the topic was stuck in construction mode. Let me help you, girlfriend. Uh, you're going to find that it's applicable across gender. So don't be intimidated by the whole girlfriend complex. Um, and it's not just limited to business people. Whatever era of your life, I believe that this message is able to impact you. It's a source of encouragement and it transverse, whether it's business, whether it's your spiritual development, whether it's your physical development, whether it's your social development, check that video presentation out. It's at the bottom of my podcast page. Now, let's get cracking with today's segment. Relationships. Who need them? I can do bad all by myself. Lies, lies, lies is all I have to say to that. If you think for one minute you can survive this thing called life without the input of others, you are either delusional or bitter. The most fundamental relationship you will ever engage in is the one that you have with the person who returns your stare in the mirror. Now let me ask you a series of tough questions and I want you to be really honest with yourself. Are you happy with this person? Do you love this person unconditionally? Do you respect this person? Do you trust this person? Do you value this person? What is your relationship like with this person? That is the person that's staring back at you in that mirror. Is it healthy? Is it balanced? Is it valuable? Is it held in high esteem? How do you treat this person? The quality of your relationship with yourself, whether healthy or poor, will serve as an indicator of the quality of the relationship 
the relationships you will hold with others. After all, it is impossible to love others or treat others with kindness, respect, and esteem if you failed practicing it with your mirror image. This is the starting point for all the relationships you will ever engage in over the course of your life. The starting point is you. Now, I have known people who live perpetually under a cloud of darkness and self-hatred, reflected in how they carry themselves and the manner in which they interact with others. Before we can even begin talking at length about our interpersonal relational dynamics, it is of critical importance to check in with you. If you are the person who thinks very low of yourself, who finds it difficult thinking of good things to say about yourself, if you find yourself constantly criticizing yourself, or you have difficulties accepting a compliment without downplaying it, if you've often wished that you were someone else or that your personality was similar to another person's, you have a condition that is not uncommon to most people, believe it or not. It is called a distorted self-image. Now, fortunately, it is a condition that can be corrected, but not by you or by anyone else. It has to be done by the master manufacturer himself. It is no different from taking your malfunctioning car to the dealership to get it repaired. Only he alone knows your unique design and where you have been misaligned. And only he has the authority and the ability to recalibrate your imaging. Here's why your intra-personal relationship, that's a person, the relationship with yourself, is critical to your overall well-being and success. At the end of the day, it is your thoughts about yourself and the conversations that you have with yourselves, yourself that will ultimately shape your life. Your relationship with yourself will determine the kind of interpersonal relationships you foster with others, hence the quality of the people you will naturally gravitate to. And it is within the construct of these external relationships that your destiny will be shaped. Now, one of my favorite accounts from our manual for living, that is the word of God, speaks to this end. It is found in the book of Numbers 13, and it is a detailed account of the Israelites' journey to the border of the promised land as shared by Moses. Here, the nation of Israel was poised to step into the promise that God had made to the patriarch Abraham almost a thousand years prior. They were just about ready to cross over into the land of Canaan, but there was one major hitch. After God had spoken to Moses concerning the land and what the people were getting ready to inherit, Moses had 12 men from amongst the people, leaders taken from each tribe, to visit the country to see the layout and to confirm for themselves what God had revealed. You know what? It was exactly as God said it would be. After the excursion that lasted 40 days, the men returned with the evidence and a full report of what they saw. They confirmed everything God had said, but with one caveat. Let's pick up on this report in verse 26. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly 
and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them. Can you imagine 10 of the 12 spies unanimously agreed in themselves and amongst themselves that they were like grasshoppers in their own eyes comparative to the people in the land where God was calling them to possess. Mm. Grasshoppers in their own eyes. This was the opinion they held of themselves. How could they have gone beyond what they could only conceive? It didn't matter that the two remaining spies, Joshua and Caleb, spoke differently. It was done. As Solomon says, as a man thinks of himself, that's exactly what he becomes. If you think that relationships have no bearing on where you end up in life, consider this truth. The ten spies did not cross over into the place of promise where they themselves had been given first preference to experience because their own intrapersonal relational dynamic was distorted or handicapped. The fact that they came into agreement with each other made matters worse. In the end, their destinies were short-circuited. But worse than this, the destiny of the majority of the Israelites were short-circuited as well because they bought into the negative report that was presented by their representatives that day. They were subjected to wandering in the desert for 40 years because of unbelief. What made Joshua and Caleb, the only two men from this generation, cross over into the promised land 40 years later? The manual states in chapter 14 verse 24 that they possessed a different spirit and were passionate in their relationship with God. I'd like to believe that both men possessed an accurate and healthy image of themselves. That they believed they could do anything with the help of their master manufacturer. Is there any doubt why Caleb and Joshua stuck together during this period? And can you see why both of them were able to make it into the land of promise together? Now, as I look back over the course of my life, I can see clearly where the series of decisions I made that helped shape my life and have brought me to the place where I am now at were facilitated, facilitated and even promoted through a myriad of relationships. And they were not all close relationships. Many were superficial in nature, but relationships nonetheless. I remember the decision to apply for school in this country 18 years ago 
was prompted by a random conversation with a college mate of mine who I ran across at the airport in my country. We weren't friends per se, but we had a measure of a relationship that facilitated a conversation. I remember being at the airport that day because another friend of mine requested my company and me going almost reluctantly, but doing so because it was my friend. It was the relationships that I managed to cultivate with others while being here as a student that served as a support system during my tenure in school. Some of those relationships have since come to an end, but a few have survived over the years since. But had those people not been in my life to provide financial support, a shoulder to cry on, an ear to listen, godly advice, meals, yes meals, clothes, their time, I would not have made it this far. I recalled one mother in our ministry sewing her entire paycheck for that week into my life. And it was the exact amount of money down to the penny that I needed to help pay my housing fee for that summer semester. One of my best friends now was the same young woman who 14 years ago, after having met me only a few weeks earlier on campus, spent money buying bags of grocery from me without even telling me and not knowing that all I had in the cupboard to eat was literally a half box of cereal. Nothing more. It was another very close friend of mine, still to this day, that allowed me to bunk with her on a bunk bed when I got my first job but was unable to afford renting on my own. She accommodated me until I could stand on my own two feet. Throughout my time in this country, the success of every step of my journey was defined by relationships along the way, but none more meaningful and endearing than the one that I have with my master designer. He has worked over and over and over again to orchestrate the times and seasons of my life, and he's never skipped a beat. Whether it was waking me up early one morning, approximately 14 years ago, to apply for a job I had no idea was being advertised in the newspaper and online and allowing me to secure a position that would not regularly go to a person holding an international student visa. Or it was finding favor with my superiors to obtain my residency and subsequently my citizenship. My master manufacturer was instrumental in causing me to randomly come across snippets of information concerning a mentoring program I had never heard of. But through that program, my life was completely revolutionized. Everything that I'm now doing is a result of going, having gone through that three-year mentorship experience. From the discovery of my true purpose, to gaining an understanding of the vision that my master designer has for my life, to strategizing and implementing a game plan to make that vision a reality. The opportunities I have been thus afforded to serve my gifts to others emerged through an encounter with an individual who I had the privilege of meeting with only once. It was she who introduced me to a wonderful network of businesswomen who are committed to providing a closely knitted support system to all of its members and affording everyone the opportunity to craft and showcase each person's own individual gifts and talents.
my connection to the church community that I'm now a part of, where my leadership capacity is being activated, nurtured, and cared for, emerged because of a chance encounter with the leader who happened to be a guest speaker at a conference I went to in another country a few years ago during my time in the mentoring program. Everything in my life came about by virtue of a relationship. Even the painful processing I had to endure to arrive at this point in my life where my character was significantly refined took place within the framework of a relationship. I have a couple of questions for you. Can you identify those key relationships that you have? And do you understand and appreciate the value they bring to your life? What value are you bringing to the lives of others? Are you the person worth having a relationship with? Are you helping to facilitate the destinies of others? How do you view yourself and what do you need to do differently to strengthen your own relationship with yourself as well as with others? Most importantly, and in the grand scheme of things, where and how is your relationship with God, your master manufacturer? Is it up to par or can it be refined and further developed? Are you satisfied that you're giving your best to him as he's giving to you? Are you committed to working at making this relationship stronger? Your ability to foster the kinds of relationships that go right begins with you. As long as you are alive, you will always need others and others are going to need you. Be known for the quality of relationships that you foster. You never know what doors might swing wide open for you simply on the basis of a relationship. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the relationship that you've cultivated with us because you said in your words, Lord God, that you didn't choose, we didn't choose you, you chose us and you call us your friends. Even when we're in the midst of our sins, even when we're in the midst of our mess, Father God, you still pursued us because you wanted to have that relationship with us. And we thank you, Lord God, for not giving up on us, Lord. I pray, Father God, that the same characteristics that you display towards us, one of love and, and care and you value us and, 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 and you undergird us and you pour out your grace and your mercy and your, you, you show us your faithfulness and your kindness, Lord God, even when we don't deserve it. I pray, Lord God, that we will pattern you in this regard and that we will be people of integrity and character, people who are interested in investing in the lives of other people, so that their lives, Lord God, can have meaning and purpose. Thank you, Lord God, for shifting the relational dynamics in our own internal beings, Lord God. And then those relationships that we have with others on the outside that are not going as well as we would want it to go or as they would want it to go. I pray that you will show us how to build those relationships aright. We ask this in your son's name. Amen. Thank you again for tuning into this segment of the podcast series. As always, my hope that this segment did bless you in some way. And maybe it served to open your eyes to something that you need to become more conscious of. If it has, that's awesome. I've learned to value the relationships that I have in my life, even with the superficial ones. 
And I certainly value the true heart friends that I have. They've been a blessing to me. And I pray that I'm also a blessing to them. Remember, you can visit my podcast page to view or listen to the list of archive messages from as far back as September 2013. And that address again is batplc.podbean.com. Let me invite you to also visit my website where you can access those messages as well by clicking on the podcast series tab. And if you're a fan of blogs, you know, I know some people prefer uh, reading than listening to my podcast. If you're a fan of, of blogs or you're simply in the mood to read, also check out my weekly blog on the website along with photo galleries of the recent events that I've attended. And that's my way of getting you to keep up with what's happening under the building according to Pattern Brand. That website address is batplc.com. And if you go on it, you'll also find a tab that says services. It will give you details as to the kind of services that I provide through the auspices of building according to pattern. You can also follow me on any number of social media platforms, including Twitter and Instagram at Georgia B-A-T-P-L-L-C. And that's one complete word. Follow me on Facebook at Building According to Pattern or on Google Plus and on YouTube at Building According to Pattern LLC. If you visit my YouTube channel, you're going to find a couple of messages available on it that are not available on my podcast page. So I'm going to strongly encourage you to check out my YouTube channel. Again, it's Building According to Pattern LLC. Please feel free to leave feedback on any one of these platforms. That works fine for me. Um... And if you're not feeling the, the, the social media stuff, you could always connect with me via regular email at info at building according to pattern.com. That's I-N-F-O at building according to pattern.com. And that is one complete word. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing from you. So until we get together next time, this is your host, Georgia A. Bryce of the Building According to Pattern podcast series. Be blessed. Stay blessed. And as always, take care. I hope you have a productive week this week. Bye.